We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Wednesday, February the 9th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, I break down just what went wrong last night as Salcona falls to the fifth-ranked Kentucky Wildcats by a final score of 86-76. to Guys, I'll give my full thoughts from the game as well as my biggest takeaways. We'll hand out the Shooter Shoot Award. We'll talk What's next for Gamecocks basketball as well as, again, guys, South kind of falls to four and seven overall in SEC play on their home floor. Also, guys, news and notes to get into. we got a packed show for you here on this Wednesday. And, of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, for all your moving needs in the 2022 calendar year, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Boys and girls, happy Wednesday, happy hump day. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, we have got a lot to get into here on this Wednesday. Of course, we're talking court cocks. What happened last night at the CLA and also some football news as well. Guys, going to appreciate you all tuning in. I want to say this. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Rock and roll with the business, the content, the merch, everything we are doing here with the Spurs Up Show. Again, guys, so grateful for each and every single one of you. Your love, your support. TSUS would not be what it is right now and would not be what it's becoming without the support from you all. So again, thank you all so much. Hope you're having a fantastic hump day. And again, hope you're having a great week as 
well. Again, guys, we're going to knock this out. We're going to talk Court Cox. We're going to talk about what happened last night at Colonial Life Arena. Before we do, though, a couple of quick announcements and reminders. First things first, guys, of course, tonight at Tin Roof. We'll be back at Tin Roof in the Vista. New start time, though. As I reminded you just a couple of days ago, we are now live 6 to 8 instead of 5 to 7. So, again, if you have come out to that show, hey, it got even better because we're starting an hour later, 6 to 8 instead of 5 to 7. Also very exciting. The live streams for 10 Roof are now available to the masses once again. So if you want to check those out, if you cannot be at 10 Roof in the Vista in person, you can tune in via Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all that good stuff. Again, guys, be sure to check us out again. $3 drafts, $3 rumple shots as well. Great food, a great time. It's always a fun time on Wednesday night. So again, would love to have you guys come out, kick it, ask your questions. We'll shoot the shit, whatever you like. That's it. Tin Roof in the Vista, six to eight tonight. Also, guys, as I talked about a couple of days ago, the Carolina Ale House watch party this weekend in Augusta, Georgia. Very excited. You may have already seen it on social media. We're actually going to start doing Carolina Ale House swag giveaways. And again, guys, I'm really excited for those because we're going to do a mix of Carolina Ale House merch, whether that be cups, koozies, towels, stickers, you name it. And also, yours truly going to be throwing in some merch as well. One week, it might be a hat. One week, it might be a shirt. One week, it might be koozies, stickers. You never know what it might be. But again, guys, we are running that from today until Saturday. And just like all of our other giveaways, we'll pick the winner via social media, and we will ship the material, the items, if you will, to you. But again, very excited to partner up with Carolina Ale House. And again, of course, do not forget the watch party this Saturday in Augusta. Tip off at two o'clock as we watch the Gamecocks take on the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, let's get right into it. South kind of losing the Kentucky Wildcats by a final score of 86 to 76. And first things first, I'll start here. You know, weird things happen when the Gamecocks take on Kentucky at CLA. Because as we sat there with exactly, I remember looking up at the scoreboard, 1540 to go in the second half. South Carolina is tied with UK. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, like, wow. You know, and my buddy, my buddy who I brought to the game literally looked at me and said, Chris, if I'd have told you before the game, you'd be tied with the ball and a chance to take the lead. Would you have taken it? And I said, absolutely. You're talking to someone who picked South Carolina to lose by 21 points. Of course, we all know what happened from that point. Uh, some turnovers, missed shots, Kentucky going on runs, and really flexing and showing why they are the number five team in the country. Now, let's get this out of the way, by the way. Yes, I know the refs were bad, guys. I'm not going to spend time every single show talking about the referees and what they did or did not do. Guys, here's some breaking news for you. Ready? Here's some breaking news. Good teams get the calls. Let me say that again. Good teams, the best teams, they get the benefit of the doubt. They get the calls. Guys, you ever watch a baseball game and the best pitchers in the game, they sort of get the corners a little bit more. They get a little bit more leeway from the umpires than the average Joe does? Well, well, there's a reason for that. So the referees are just something you're going to have to deal with. 
But I'll tell you this, when you look at the statistics, the referees didn't shoot 57% for Kentucky, and they didn't shoot 38% for South Carolina. By the way, shooting that 38%, taking 22 more shots. The refs didn't outshoot you 40% to 25% from three-point range. The refs didn't do that, guys. They didn't do that. And I said this after the game because I sit here right now, guys, recording this show. And on one hand, of course, there are no moral victories. You lost the ball game. And the bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. You have now lost six of your seven SEC losses. Six of those seven have come by double digits. That's where you are. And when you've got fans on social media after the game, listen, I'm a Gamecock, guys. We're all Gamecocks. We all want to be proud of our team. If you want to be proud of your team for the fight and the resiliency, and I even said it on social media, you know what? Kudos to this team for not backing down and going toe-to-toe with the fifth-ranked team in the country, right? Because I felt like watching this game, guys, to be totally honest, it felt like we were on the verge of getting blown out. It really felt like this game at any point could slip away because what was wild was, yes, you got the game to the point where it was tied. And then all of a sudden, Kentucky going on a 10-0 run. All of a sudden, they'd go on a 7-0 run. And they would really flex their muscles and show you, again, why they're the fifth-ranked team in the country and why they're a team that's going to contend for the national championship. Okay? They're legit. They're for real. But, but this game was on the verge the entire time of slipping away. And kudos to that group of players for, like I said, not backing down from a challenge, showing some resiliency, showing some toughness. And again, all things that we expected to see. But I don't want to be a hypocrite, guys, because what did I tell you just a couple of days ago? I am done saying, well, proud of our guys for just fighting to the end. Because guess what? You're on scholarship. You should do that, right? your own scholarship. You should do that. So I think more so what I say is just against the caliber of team you played, right? You could have easily gotten run out of your gym. But here's the problem. 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 When I see fans almost boasting and beating their chest, over losing a game by double digits, when I see fans boasting and beating their chest on social media and running to that as, well, this could be sort of our, you know, our, our I don't even want to say signature game, but a game that sort of sparks a turnaround. When, when it's a 10-point loss that is sparking a turnaround, like it, it is so must-champ era-ish, it is so much champish. The attitude around Gamecocks basketball right now, it's sickening. It's sickening. And again, there might be some of you tuned in, and I see it all over social media. Because, of course, I did not come down hard on Frank Martin as hard as I have, at least, after the game. And here's the reason why, guys. Everyone knew whether you were in the building whether you were wearing garnet and black, whether you were wearing blue, whether you were commentating, whether you were watching on TV, everyone knew Kentucky was better than South Carolina. Everybody knew that. More talented, top to bottom, 
Everyone knew that. So it's hard for me to look at the game and say, we lost that game because of coaching. Hey, you know what? I tip my cap to Kentucky just like I did when you played Auburn. They're just flat out better than you. Bottom line, they were just flat out better than you. And you actually, which is sad, exceeded my expectations. But when you're clinging to, oh, we only lost this game by 10. I mean, God, we've really fallen to that point. We've really fallen to that point. And so I don't, again, I don't think we learned anything about this team. We didn't already know. I will say this. Let me get to my biggest takeaway first, is that my biggest takeaway, honestly, is this, that Kentucky's for real. Guys, they're a legitimate, at minimum, Elite Eight, probably a Final Four, maybe even a national championship team. Seeing them up close, seeing Sheway do his thing up close was a spectacle upon itself. But I want to go ahead and dive into the shooter shoot award because this could be a key down the road for this season. And maybe, just maybe, you're, you're able to win a few games we were not expecting previously because of his play. The shooter shoot award for last night's performance against Kentucky, it has to go, in my opinion, to the big man, Wilden Zavek. 16 points, 8 of 9 field goals, 7 rebounds. And again, that came against one of the best big men in all of college basketball. If you can get that type of performance from him down low and then get your shooters going who were not good enough last night, maybe you'll have some. Maybe, just maybe, you'll have some. Okay? You're going to have to depend on that, in my opinion. But getting back to what I said earlier, it's, it's very much champish right now, guys. And what I mean by that is this. You know, you remember 2018? when you lost to Clemson by 21 points at their place and Jake Bentley threw for 500 yards and I, I, whatever, who cares, but you lost by 21 and fans were literally hanging their hat on that. They were hanging their hat on the fact that you lost by 21 points and that, Oh, we showed progress. This, I mean, guys, when you're hanging your hat on losses, right? When, When you're hanging your hat on losses, Things are bad. Things are slipping quickly. And you know what's funny? Even the Frank Martin stands on social media, which is where most of them reside. Even the Frank Martin stands when I pose simple questions cannot answer them. And my simple questions are these expectations around the program on a year-in, year-out basis. What should they be? That is my biggest one. What should the expectations? If the expectation's not to win, then what should it be? The bottom line is this, guys. The bottom line is this. In yet another SEC game, you lost by double digits, and you now sit at four and seven in the SEC, and you've lost six of those seven by double digits, and the only one you didn't lose by double digits, you lost by eight. You lost by eight. And I'll tell you guys, I thought I was being a little harsh in the preseason when I picked this team to go six and 12 in SEC play, but I'll tell you, looking at the schedule the rest of the way out, I think I might hit the nail right on the head. Hashtag, this ain't a hobby. Hashtag, 
this ain't a hobby, as the great Kevin Kisner would say. I think I might hit the nail right on the head. I mean, who are you going to beat? You got Georgia on Saturday, who's the worst team in the SEC. Maybe you take down an Ole Miss. Maybe you take down a Mizzou to get to, what, 7-11? and 11? Outside of that, who do you beat? I mean, realistically, who do you beat? And, of course, as we all expected last night, the crowd was pitiful. Um, the Go Big Blue chants rained down in Colonial Life Arena. And so, guys, I, I really, honestly, I say all that. I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to say here on this, on this Wednesday. Thank God that opening day is single digits away, by the way, just nine days till first pitch. A, a program that I don't really have to guess. I don't have to guess what the expectations are. They're very black and white. They're very crystal clear. And if you don't meet them, I mean, there are fans, guys, these same people that are ready to run Mark Kingston out of town if he misses the postseason in year five. If not now, when? That, that, that's my question. I, I have questions for people. Listen, I come to you as someone that, I'm a Gamecock fan also. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I try to provide them to you all. I really do. I do my best. But when it comes to this program, I don't have all the answers. I have my opinions. I'm not always right. So if I'm way off base, should, should fans lower our fan expectations in some twisted reality? Are they too high? Are they? Because even saying what I said after the game of, of, you know, hey, this one's you were just outmanned by Kentucky. It's not necessarily on Frank Martin totally. You were just outmanned. Well, at that same token, he's the one recruiting the players, and he's the one going in the portal, and he's the one coaching them up. So maybe it is on him. Maybe it is on him. I, I don't know, guys. I, I don't know. I don't know because I, I'm not – here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to spend valuable time out of my day after each and every single loss and argue with people about what should happen for the future of Gamecocks basketball. Like, I'm sorry, but if it's not obvious at this point, then I guess it's true. This program does have no expectations. This program has no aspirations of being Worth a shit, really, truly, worth a damn. And what's funny, too, it's those same people, it's those same people, mind you, who use history as a crutch when it comes to Gamecocks basketball. They use history as a crutch. But think Shane Beamer and South Carolina football should ever compete for an SEC championship. Guys, there's nothing in the history of South Carolina football that indicates that. Nothing. Literally nothing. The history around South Carolina football, it's damn near as bad as the history on Gamecocks basketball. It's damn near as bad. So why, why the elevated expectations for the football program? Why the pressure on Shane Beamer? Well, I'll tell you why. And, and, it's, and it goes to what I could have told you from the crowd last night at CLA's. Nobody gives a shit. And it's what I said, and I'm sticking to my guns, is what I said before the season. And again, this goes far beyond the Kentucky game, guys. I'm sort of just rambling right now, as you all know. 
because breaking down the Kentucky game, very simple. They had better players than you. Um, personnel, just, you know, you look at Wheeler, Washington Jr., Brooks Jr. I thought Grady was a great player. Sheway, they're a legitimate, like, Final Four team. Again, nobody expected you to win that game, right? Get this, guys. You Kentucky led that game for 37 minutes and 33 seconds. You led it for a grand total of 32 seconds. Again, I was most impressed with the fact that you actually held up on the boards. You had you actually out-rebounded them 41-40, to 40, which is astonishing. Not something I expected at all. You didn't get crushed at the free throw line. They made 12, you made 9, yet you still lost by 10 points on your home floor. But again, this goes far beyond, far beyond the Kentucky game. This is a much bigger issue. Much bigger issue. And, you know, we're all just sick and tired of being sick and tired, and we're frustrated. And again, back to my point, I'll go back to what I said in the preseason. You can say whatever you want, guys. You can defend, defend, defend. You're more than welcome to do that. And I will listen to it. The beauty's in the banter. Everybody's opinion has value of some sort, or at least most everyone we feel like. And, uh, you know, there are good points, and there might be angles and perceptions I didn't think of previously. Here's the reality, and here is Frank Martin's biggest issue moving forward. The basketball program is not good enough for anyone outside of the diehards, okay, who are going to be here. We're going to be here no matter what. We're going to watch every single game. We're going to be here. But for the everyday fan, the program, the product is not good enough for the everyday fan to give a shit. That's why you see the lack of attendance numbers at CLA. You know, I, I heard someone on the radio the day, other day talking about, well, let's get out in front of it. Let's make Dawn Staley the men's coach. She's shown she can bring a crowd to CLA. She can fill the building. Guys, we don't fill the building for women's basketball with all due respect to the queen. We don't fill the, build, the building for women's basketball because Dawn Staley's the head coach. We fill the building because we're number one in the country. Newsflash, fans don't care who the coach is. They just want to be good. But it does get to a point where, again, there's only a number of things that will get people excited about your program again and get people to really invest and really care. And those things are as follows. Number one, win. Tried and true method to get people in the arena, win more games. Number two, land a game-changing prospect. Hey, maybe G.G. Jackson's that guy. I don't know, guys. At this point, I don't know why anyone would want to play for Frank Martin, but hey, I have no clue. Come on down if you'd like to, sir. We'd love to have you. Land a game-changing prospect. And number three, how do you get a fan base fired up, bought in? You change your head coach. You change the culture around your program. Look at South Carolina football. Hey, there's people that didn't want to part with Muschamp either. There's people that said after Muschamp, well, who are we going to get? We can't get anybody. Well, I'd say that worked out pretty well for the football program. What if, guys? What if? I, I know a lot of our basketball fan base has this, this broken heart syndrome, this this – this 
syndrome of, you know, that, oh my God, what if we, what if we get rid of Frank and we get another Darren Horn? Like we're so scarred. Our fan base is so scarred from what Darren Horn did. We're scared to love again. That's what we are. We're like a jaded ex. We're scared to love again. We're, we're terrified. We'd rather stay in a bad relationship than just take a risk because we're terrified of getting really hurt. And for lack of a better way of putting it, cheated on again, right? Devastatingly hurt again. But why not roll the dice? Why not? What if you hire a coach and it works and you go to a tournament your first year or you even just go to the NIT? That'll show progress. That'll give you hope. Because right now, it's a vicious cycle. You can't deny that. I don't care which side you're on. It's a vicious cycle. We shouldn't be sitting here throwing a freaking parade and hanging a banner because we were one time tied with Kentucky in the second half or we, we, we covered plus 11. You know, there, there's no moral victories here, folks. There, there's none. And then when you get, you got Frank Martin in postgame saying some of the things he's saying about – you know, this coming from Mike Yuva, shout out to old Mikey, says Martin explains they didn't play a lot of guys tonight or they didn't play a lot of minutes because of what he saw the last two days in practice, adding not all but some players have had a lack of enthusiasm. Guys, a lack of enthusiasm? Going into playing the fifth-ranked team in the country? That is, that is concerning. That, that is concerning, to say the least. Another quote here from Frank in postgame. He says, we're not in a great place right now, but we're not in a bad place. He points out how they have just six games left and the SEC standings are so jumbled, they can still work their way out and on top to the middle of the pack. If we're not in a bad place right now, what is a bad place? And I don't want to see what a bad place looks like then. It really, truly, guys, and, and I don't compare the two coaches, right, at all, at all. Gamecock Nation loves Frank Martin, right? We all do. We all do. But this feels so eerily similar to the end of the Muschamp era, where apathy truly takes over. Some of these comments start coming out about, you know, you, you start to question the locker room a little bit, the buy-in. And as I told you guys yesterday, you know, you lose to Kentucky. This was sort of like Frank Martin's last hurrah. And I don't care how close it was, guys. I mean, it was a double-digit game. You lose to Kentucky, it's another nail going right in that coffin. It ain't going to take many more. It's not that that door is it's, it's being hammered down real quick, real quick. It ain't going to take many more. It ain't going to take many more. How many? I don't know. But I'll say this. If I'm if I'm Ray Tanner, if I'm the administration. I start the search now. I, I do, because, guys, you're you're your chances of making the tournament are zero. Like, don't, don't listen to anybody on Twitter. Don't listen to anybody, your buddies at work or your slap dick friends. Zero, zero, absolutely zero. 
if South kind of makes the tournament from this point, I, I will get a Frank Martin tattoo on my ass. They're zero. They're absolutely zero. So start the search now. Be ready when the season concludes. Again, I don't think you gain anything from making a change midseason. And I think Frank Martin, for what he's done for this program, he deserves to finish it out with his guys. He deserves that at minimum. But it is time. It is time. So, again, Gamecocks fall to the fifth-ranked Kentucky Wildcats. 86 to 76 on a night where, you know, you were outmanned. You put together a good effort. You were outmanned. But you know what? We don't measure good effort here. We, 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 don't, we don't give trophies for good effort. We don't, we don't pat on the back for good effort. Wins and losses. That's it. And the bottom line is this. You are now four and seven in SEC play, and you have lost six of those seven by double digits. So I guess the good news for Gamecock fans moving forward is Hey, when you watch South Carolina basketball and SEC play, they're not going to break your heart. You're either going to win or you're going to get blown out. There's no in-between. There's truly no in-between. So, again, where does South Carolina basketball go from here? What's next, guys? By the way, Saturday, February the 12th, this weekend at Georgia. A game that, hey, you feel like you should win. You feel like you should win, right? Maybe you can get some good feelings, something to feel good about after Saturday. And no matter what, I don't give a damn what the record says. It's always fun to beat the University of Georgia, to hell with Georgia indeed. So, again, we'll see if the Gamecocks can bounce back. We'll see if Frank Martin and his squad can snap their ugly three-game losing streak. You desperately, desperately need a win this weekend. Guys, one quick note, and we will get out of here. Uh, it was announced yesterday. Devontae Holloman, looks like the former Gamecocks defensive back, is coming Home, Devontae, obviously one of the all-time greats in South Carolina history, was at South Point most recently as their head coach, and they won a state title. Um, now, what is the extent of his role? Not 110% sure. Um, you know, obviously, Connor Shaw leaving in that director of player development role. Does he take over in that? Do not know. I'm sure that's something Shane Beamer will announce. Of course, Shane Beamer was honored, actually, last night at CLA. Uh, was honored last night at CLA for winning the Steve Spurrier First Year Coach of the Year Award. So really great stuff. Something you love to see, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure we'll find out in the next couple of days. But Devontae Holloman coming home, I think a great addition. Obviously, guys, the more the merrier. I mean, the more guys you can bring like that around your program, I mean, it obviously just helps your program immensely. So, again, can't wait to see what role Devontae Holloman is involved in guys it's going to do all for me appreciate you all tuning in before we go though i do want to remind you about our friends our newest sponsor home field premium collegiate apparel brand out of indianapolis incredibly comfortable officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs guys home field is kicking off big new saturday season three where they launch a new school on their site every saturday for eight weeks straight south carolina is week Three, guys, Homefield digs to the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. And, of course, guys, you saw they launched the collection last Saturday, February the 5th. The collection has 13 pieces of apparel, including T-shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, and they're all vintage marks. Guys, again, I told you, I got mine. They're absolutely incredible. The quality, the comfort, the logos, logos you would not see anywhere else. Again, guys, new customers, you can get 15% off your first purchase from Homefield with the promo code SPURSUP at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. 
spursup.com. Again, guys, that's promo code spursup. That's promo code spursup to get 15% off at checkout off that first purchase over at homefieldapparel.com. And again, guys, we appreciate the fine folks over at Homefield Apparel for partnering with the Spurs Up show. Guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.